Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Alex producing today. Uh, if all goes according to Hoyle today, we're going to continue our look uh, around Southeastern Conference baseball uh, to assess the the late the final D1 baseball poll came out. Florida twenty first, number twenty one. You can comment on that if you want. Uh, we'll talk to LSU's play by play voice Chris Blair. Uh, Vanderbilt's play-by-play voice, Andrew Allegretta, to talk to you about what off-season moves they may make. And then if all goes right, uh, at the very end of the show, Gator basketball player Alex Fudge hopefully will join us, um, and we'll see if that will work. Um, All right. Amidst all the doom and gloom, the Gators get a commitment in football, four-star, defensive back. You know, I did a lot of thinking about this last night. Just kind of sat by myself for a little while and tried to assess where everything is. And, And here's what it really is. When it comes to sports, politics, Life, right? It is my opinion that it is no longer a wait-and-see process. It is literally day-to-day, hour-by-hour. I mean, you, you, you look, if you're a Twitterite, if you are a recruitnik, you know what the message boards have been like. You, you know what that's been like. Well, whatever happened to, let's let the process play out. Florida is slowly moving up the 2023 recruiting board. I believe they're 17th according to 24-7 sports now. So, okay, is, is, that, where you, is, is that where you want to be? No. But Florida does have some other prospects on their board that are pretty highly rated. And if they can reel them in, that's a big if, then, you know, things don't look so bad. But everything is this second. Everything is now. So I'm going to ask this question today. If you remember, well, actually two things. Remember, I, I did the uh, your top three Gator players in the NBA. Well, today, I'm going to start with the National Football League and take away Emmett Smith. Okay, we all know he's the best. Take away Emmett. So who would your top three Gator running backs be who played in the NFL? In other words, their NFL career, not their Gator career. Okay, give me the top three, in your opinion. 
as you call in today. Also, today, it's interesting to me when you, you have a situation as we're literally going through every day with NIL. I'm just going to be very honest. In the short term, in the short term, this is going to be like it's, it, it's crazy. It, it's, this is not going to change. There's big money in certain places, and they will spend the money in certain places. Once again, I will tell you, if you listen to this show every day or on a regular basis, you know from the get-go I have said that players should get something because of all the money the NCAA makes off these players. Never did I dream in a million years it would be this. More good news on the Gator front. Trinity Thomas decides to come back. I bet you Jenny Rowland and company are happy today. She made that announcement last night at the Honda Awards, so she's coming back, and that's really good. And in this world where, you know, uh, there isn't some good news or there's mixed news, that's good news for Gator Gymnastics. They have a chance again to be really, really good next year. And uh, congratulations to Trinity Thomas. Welcome back. All right. We'll open the phone lines for you today. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Daryl will bat leadoff. Daryl, hello. Hey, Steve. How are you today? All right. Steve, let's get in this NIL stuff, man. I think eventually this stuff's just going to blow up. I mean, it's just going to get out of control to where the NCAA is going to have to step in and do something about this. Oh, they're going to. It's just a matter of how, what, and when. And then, and I think the other thing is going to be, do, do you grant, for, for example, if, if, there, if people are doing certain things now, and then something happens where you say you can't do it, well, I don't think you can retroactively go back and say, well, you did it, so now we're going to punish you. Because, again, it's all about state law. State laws are different. What you can do in one state, you maybe can't do in another. That's, the dif- that's part of the difficulty of this. Right. See, Steve, think about this. Uh, you don't see teams like Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, you know, even Clemson, you know, you pretty well your uh, teams that's in the playoffs year in, year out, throwing out this big money. You see teams like Miami, Tennessee, Texas A&M. You know, Miami and Tennessee haven't been relevant in years. I think they're just trying to get their name out there, Steve. Well, but let's let's not be naive. L- look at the look at the deal that Bryce Young had. I mean, th- th- there's money there. Ohio, if you remember, the, the, the coach at Ohio State said it'll take $13 million to keep my roster intact. So it's yeah. happening there, too. Yeah. But I guess you just don't hear right. hear about it as much, you know. Correct. And, Steve, you know, you're talking about Texas A&M. Listen, 
what has Jimbo Fisher done out there? He hasn't done no more than Kevin Sumlin's done. And, you know, they're paying all these money out for players. How long is these big Texas boosters going to put up with this stuff? Well, he did beat Alabama, so that does have some cachet in Texas. But I agree with you in the sense of if he, if he goes 8-4, and four, that's, that, that's not going to cut it, I don't believe. So I think this year is a big year, but I, I think they'll give him this year and next unless he just collapses, like, like, like what Florida did last year. If that happens, I think Jimbo Fisher's gone. But if they go 8-4, and 9-3, and three, then next year I think becomes huge, huge for him. Yeah. Well, Steve, my thing is, too, you know, I say I've got a pile of money and I'm a big-time Gator booster, which I am a booster. I don't have that kind of money. But I would want to sink money in the facilities and stuff like that instead of one individual player because, you know, he's he's a torn ACL away from being on the bench and never playing again. That's what I don't understand with these people. Well, but you can't think like that, in my opinion, Daryl. I mean, we're a heart attack away from not breathing. Right. Agreed, agreed. I mean, we are. OK, so if you but I don't approach my life like that, I, you know, what, I mean, when, when the man says you're, you're done, you're done. And I get it. But you can't say, well, I'm not going to invest money in this guy because it's like the NFL. Right. You sign a guy to a long term deal and he and he tears his knee and he's never the same. Oh, that's that's what happens. That's that's how it is. Well, I just hope we don't start getting bid wars over players, Steve, because I'm sorry, I'm old school. I just I can't stand this NIL right now. I might as well get used to it because it's not going away, but it's just not for me, Steve. All right, Daryl, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. I guess what you have to do and what I have done, you have to wrap your arms around change. The only constant is change. That's all you can do. The problem with it is it's happened so fast with no rules to speak of, and that's what's got everybody freaking out here. And, and look, you're going to tell me that 17, 18-year-old kids are going to be able to handle this money? Hopefully they are. David says his three running backs. All right, Alex, I'm going to ask you first, okay? Because he's got his almost mirror mine. So who would be your three? Oh, I can't hear you. Don't worry about it. Okay, your, your mic's not on, so. Nope, still not on. Oh, gotcha. Now you're on. So as a Jags fan... Fred Taylor. Well, that, that's one comes. of David's. Okay. okay. Um, Mike Gillisley had a couple good years, both okay. in college and the NFL. See, you're you're a victim of youth because you know his two, his other two are Neil Anderson, who was good for a short time in Chicago, and John L. Williams, who was a you know, number one draft pick. So those are his three, and it's funny. In researching this, I, I have a lot of fun doing this because I like to
to think, oh, I didn't remember him, or I didn't think of him. Well, I mean, Seatric Faison, you know, people like that. Uh, it's interesting, but those are David's three. Uh, all right, 12-14, time check brought to, Oh, here's uh, uh, Glennon Ocala. He's got Fred Taylor, Neil Anderson, John L. Williams. Interesting. 12-14, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Bradley Schimmel. The Tampa Bay Rays begin a two-game set tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers. Shane Boss is expected to start for Tampa Bay. Tune in for coverage of tonight's game right here at 6.30. Four-star cornerback Sharif Denson has verbally committed to the Gator football team. The Jacksonville native announces commitment in a video on Twitter featuring former Gators hailing from Duval County. Denson is the number 24-ranked cornerback in the class of 2023. Lastly, Trinity Thomas is returning for another year with Gator Gymnastics. The four-time national team member announced at the Collegiate Women's Sports Awards that she'll be returning to the mat next season as she pursues a master's degree. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bradley Schemmer. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, sports fans. Folks, if you look around town while you're driving, look at the car in front of you, alongside of you, there's a really good chance it'll have a Southeast Car Agency tag. The reason? The Cousins family has been in business for over 40 years here in Gainesville. And from day one, from the day they opened their doors, they have always given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. When you check them out, you can do so in a couple of ways. In person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, Look at the vehicles for yourself, test drive them. Their sales staff is there to help you and answer any questions you might have. You can also go online at secars.com. You can check out all the, the photos and all the pertinent information is there for you as well. This is what they know how to do, and there's a ton of cars that are driving around town with a Southeast Car Agency tag just like mine. It can be yours, too. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online. At Daughtry Tree Service, we believe a job worth doing is worth doing right. Wonderful product. I've lost 111 pounds using that product. 111 pounds. You could not believe the difference. I went from a size 48 pant to a 33 pant. And I've maintained that now for over almost a year now. Yeah, absolutely. Andro 400 has helped me lose 111 pounds, and I've maintained my weight for almost a year now. Thanks, James, for that inspiring testimony and 111 good reasons to choose Andro 400. The most effective and natural way to lose belly fat, increase libido, gain energy, strength, and muscle while safely boosting your testosterone levels. So, guys, how many reasons do you need for trying Andro 400? Well, here are two more great reasons. Order now and get free shipping plus an additional $6 off when you use the code SAVE6. 
That's Save 6. Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, or go to andro400.com, andro400.com. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb, but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new Adjustable Rate Certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at radiantcu.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the... If you need a scan, go with the best. Gainesville Highfield MRI. There's a reason why so many doctors refer their patients to Gainesville Highfield MRI. They're kind and compassionate. They help with insurance issues. They're claustrophobic friendly, and the scan times are so much quicker than other imaging centers in the area. Gainesville Highfield MRI, located in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. By the way, D1 Baseball's final baseball, college baseball poll of the top 10 teams, if you include Oklahoma and Texas, future SEC members, every team but three in the SEC. Ole Miss, Oklahoma, A&M, Arkansas, Stanford, Notre Dame, Auburn, Texas, Tennessee, Oregon State. Florida, 21, just ahead of Miami, or behind Miami at 20, and LSU at 25. All right, let's take calls before we get to LSU's play-by-play voice, Chris Blair, 3928255. Dequarius, hello there. Hey, Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, I was calling about the NIL, about like the um, last call it because I – same thing he was saying about the big schools don't put a number out. I heard Shane Matthew said on his podcast, but that's not true because when Quinn Ewers uh, reclassified to go to Ohio State, they said he had an NIL deal over a million dollars. And like you said, Bryce Young, Nick Saban was saying that he had made um, a couple of NIL deals that was over a couple million dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened was – it's going to happen in Miami, Texas, A&M, and all them. They keep putting these numbers out. All the kids hearing that, so they think they're supposed to get the same thing. And I think that's why Alabama made it where all their kids get the same thing. Nobody get more than the other. And I think that's what the NCAA going to have to do, have to step in and make it where these kids get the same thing and you don't have these bidding wars. Yeah, see, that's – I'm not sure the NCAA would go that far because then you're capping it. Then you're saying the most money I can give is, you know, X dollars, and I don't know if they really want to make it like that. Something's got to be done for sure, but I don't know if they would go to that extreme, uh, Dequarius, to say, 
you know, you can only give, and let me throw a number out, you can only give a million dollars. That, that, that's all you can give. I, I don't know that they would do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but they got to do something. So oh, yeah. So have these bidding wars and stuff, man. Make, like, make recruiting kind of back like it was. The kid um, make a decision off the school that he really liked and not because who's getting the biggest check. Well, you know what? Let me let me. I was going to actually bring this up later, but since you brought this up, remember the transfer portal. That that has been totally forgotten and lost in all of this. Well, if a kid is playing, he's going to have to make a decision. Okay, wouldn't you think most of the schools that are offering the big money? are also schools that are going to at least factor in in some way in playing for something big, right? Uh, let, yeah. me, let me throw this out with, with no disrespect. Connecticut is not going to be offering $2 million, I don't think, for a kid to come play football. And if, and if, that, and if they did, then if that kid goes there, then it is strictly for dollars. He doesn't care because he ain't going to win squat there. So if some kids want to play for Alabama and then make money, that, I think, makes more sense, obviously. Yeah, that's all I had. Okay, man. Thanks, Aquarius. Appreciate your call. Let's get Byron in here. Byron, hello. <laughs> Steve, I apologize for tuning in a little late, but uh, I heard you talking about the three running backs, and I'm going to be a little bit biased because I'm going to just name three that I – met during my lifetime which is so cool but the one i didn't meet steve that alex brought up was fred taylor um you know jacksonville too and i don't know you know i'm i'm a, one of those 70 kind of after gators but i can't remember you know anybody probably having the years he had uh maybe a couple of jimmy do but my three steve let me go on in the stories is nat moore he was an intern he must be with a math major and he taught me at my senior year at East Side, he helped out. Number two, Neil Anderson, along with Curran, we played basketball at the old Alligator Alley. And three is John L. Williams. If you go fishing down there at the river in Palatka, you should run into him every now and then, a good fisherman. And, Steve, my question for the day is, we, the lady brought up Deshaun Watson, so and it's back in the news. And uh, today the trial is going on. Uh, if you can help me out, I thought he set out last year but, uh, you know, I'm, we, we don't get paid for this, Steve. But if they do give him a year, which I think he should get and he's going to get, will that run concurrent and he'll be able to play? A, do you think they will make him sit out a year with Cleveland? And if you got a comment on that, thanks, Steve. And All right. Always go Gator. Byron, thank you. Uh, I think that would – I don't want to use the word concurrent. I think if the NFL says he's banned for a year, it would start now. He wouldn't be able to play. Um, my friend Bill – says his top three running backs, Neil Anderson, Fred Taylor, Rick Caceres. Rick Caceres played here in the 50s, uh, but he was in the NFL for quite a while. He was a good player. Uh, he even predates me. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, the ACC just came out with their college football divisional format. They're going to scrap divisions. Um, it's going to be this year being the final year of the Coastal Division and the um, uh, Atlantic Division. 
Um, so in 2023, three, five, five is what they're going to do. Three permanent rivalry games played every year with the other 10 opponents rotating on an every other year basis. So once again, you're, you're looking at school, I'm sorry, conferences that are going away from the divisional format. Um, and apparently, according to ESPN, this uh, type of scenario gained traction at the spring meetings in May. I will tell you more about it coming up. But next up, Chris Blair, baseball play-by-play voice for LSU. We'll talk about that. We'll sneak a little football talk in, too, with him. 1228 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. QC Kinetics patient Robert Patterson, a veteran and business owner, struggled at work and in the gym with chronic, agonizing shoulder pain. Those injuries just continue to nag, and if you don't treat them, they just get worse. And I just kind of abused my body for a long time, and it finally had said enough is enough. That's okay, because QC Kinetics tells your pain, hey, enough is enough. Their regenerative treatments bring you relief by helping restore and repair damaged tissue with no drugs, no downtime, and best of all, no surgery. I was able to exceed the goals that I had previously attained in the gym. It was absolutely worth its weight in gold so I could continue to live life without limitation. Ready to get lasting relief from your joint pain? Call QC Kinetics to learn more about how natural biologic treatments can get you lasting results. Call now. It's a free consultation. 352 400 That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget... Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at dickmondells.com. In 1971, we established the Meldon Law Firm, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice our clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. Your lawn isn't just a weekend chore. It's where you raise your kids, enjoy barbecues with friends and family. It's your oasis. So come stop by Florida Coast Equipment, your local Kubota dealer. Whether you need a Kubota zero-turn mower or Kubota tractor, we've got you covered. Our hard-working team at Florida Coast are people you can trust, providing the Kubota equipment you can depend on. Visit us today at Florida Coast Equipment or online at floridacoasteq.com. 
This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sunshine and some clouds this afternoon. High temperatures climbing into the low 90s. And heat indices should get closer to the 103 mark. We'll have a slight chance for a couple of passing showers. They'll move from east to west across our area. And they'll be most likely closer to the nature coast. Those storms, of course, dying off around sunset. Overnight, partly cloudy skies. Lows in the low 70s. Not again tomorrow with highs in the mid-90s. We have Weather Center. I'm Megan Borowski. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Well, Kyrie has six teams on his list. I don't know how many of those six teams want Kyrie. Because I was wondering about this analogy. Let's say I was getting a divorce from my wife. And then I said, I got six women I'd like to date. Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. They have to be interested in me. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Well, since we are in these dog days in terms of sports, especially at the collegiate level, I thought I would take a look and talk to uh, either a play-by-play voice or somebody involved with the baseball programs around the SEC in this just-concluded season to see what's going on with their teams in the portal, uh, new hires, etc. And boy, Chris Blair from LSU has had a very active uh so-called off-season here. Chris, welcome. Uh, it's, I guess Johnson & Johnson are now in effect at LSU, right? Yeah, I think the, the nicknames and the T-shirts, that's probably going to be coming in uh, 2023. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it uh, kind of took everybody by surprise. I mean, obviously they knew there was an opening uh, with two of the assistant coaches, uh, you know, getting their opportunity to, to lead their own programs at Kansas and the University of Washington. Uh, Jason Kelly, the pitching coach, uh, announced that last week. And then, you know, earlier it was announced that Wes Johnson from the Twins, who you know, has done a pretty good job. He's done a pretty good job everywhere he's been, obviously, at Mississippi State, Arkansas. And then you know, not many have had that success transitioning up to the major leagues. But uh, so a lot of excitement there. Wes Johnson will now join Jay Johnson on this Tiger staff. You know, you look at uh, everybody's looking at the portal, who may leave, who may stay. 
I tell you what, Chris, uh, Coach Johnson's gone out and got some really good players in the portal uh, for fans who maybe don't know, uh, you know, discuss some of those players and what they could do for LSU. Well, I mean, I think it's it's by design, you know, being spending some time with Coach Johnson, it was it was apparent that, that he felt like, um, you know, based on when he arrived in Baton Rouge, the makeup of his team, that this first year was going to be his toughest simply because he was going to have to, to put together three constituencies, returning players, uh, freshmen, true freshmen that had not been recruited by his staff, uh, and then, you know, some transfers. And, of course, I, I think a lot of credit goes to the transfers as well as the, the, the players that were already here. Uh, but I think Jay Johnson felt like that in this day and age that you can really not only build a team quickly, much quicker than you could in years past, you can certainly add to a team and enhance that team very quickly. So I think he's a believer in it. And, you know, over the last couple of weeks, it certainly looks like, you know, that's the case uh, with Christian Little. You know, he's added a, a shortstop, which I think most people, you know, if, you, if if Jordan Thompson, who, again, is a good kid, just had his struggles defensively this season, hit the ball extremely well, especially in SEC play. But there really wasn't any other option. Um, so they bring, uh, you know, the leadoff hitter and starting shortstop from Baylor. He was kind of one of the first ones. Christian Little, the pitcher from Vanderbilt. Um, and then, uh, you know, Carter Young, I believe, who, you know, just announced either, you know, now it gets confusing it happened so fast last <laughs> night or early this yeah. morning. Um, so it's obvious that, that he believes that's the way to do it. You know, and, and I'll say this, too, and I think a lot of coaches would agree, and you would probably hear this from a lot of coaches, especially in the SEC, there's still a lot of value placed on program guys that come in and they can develop as, as true freshmen. And the SEC, every program is going to have the opportunity to find those guys that, for whatever reason, decided not to go into the major league draft or maybe didn't get the money they wanted. So they're still going to want those guys to have veteran two and, and possibly three-year players. Uh, but as you continue to do that, we all know the SEC will continue to be able to bring in great freshmen. Now if you can sprinkle that lineup, with already veteran players who all, by the way, happen to play at really good programs like Vanderbilt, uh, like Baylor, uh, that that I think it just enhances your team. So I think, you know, if, if you check the pulse today of this LSU baseball fan base who was certainly upset with the performance in the regional in Hattiesburg, uh, I think it's swinging to a positive excitement. And we're, you know, a year, not, not a year, but a season away from actually playing baseball. Chris, when you look at the portal and the LSU players in the portal that left the program, are there players of significance there? You know, there are a few, uh, but there's, you know, no names that were in the lineup on a consistent basis. You know, Collier Cranford is one who put his name into the, the portal, and Collier did a yeoman's job, uh, you know, after Jacob Berry, the, the third baseman and, and top hitter for LSU, went down. Uh, with the hand injury, you know, he didn't have quite the bat, to say the least, but he was steady at third base, and he became valuable down that stretch where LSU made a run uh, and solidified their opportunity for postseason play. So, uh, you know, great defensive player, but I think he will be able to find his happy spot somewhere else. Uh, there's a few other guys. Jacob Hasty, of course, didn't want to be left out of the, the deadline, so he put his name in there. Uh, you know, I get the sense, and this is no inside information, it's just the sense I got that, you know, when Jason Kelly announced the pitching coach that he was leaving, I think Jacob Hasty, a guy who did not perform well in fall ball, 
did not perform well in preseason, and then midway through the year became a big factor out of the bullpen as a hard-throwing left-hander. I think without Jason Kelly there, he thought, well, let me go see what's out there, and I need to put my name in now. We'll see now that Wes Johnson has been named whether or not that appeals to somebody like Casey uh, and some of the other guys who put their name in the portal. Um, but I think overall, if you look at what LSU has added and what they lost, it is certainly uh, in the black. Chris, one thing I've noticed in watching LSU, uh, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, just my the time I've watched them play when they played Florida and others is LSU's always had, I mean, really, really good arms. And I don't know that they've had the high – quality of arms they've had in the past over the last two, three years. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely, it's a fair statement, and it's uh, right on. I mean, it's, it's that's the assessment. That's what's missing. Um, you're looking at a team that offensively this past year, um, you know, I mean, you can go back to last year in Coach Maneri's last season. I mean, the run they made uh, to get to a Super Regional when there were several points along the season starting, I think, 1-9 and nine in SEC play. There were, there were points where the Tigers were essentially done, uh, and it was offense that led the charge and the rally. And there's no question this year that the offense was way and above the strongest piece. And, you know, not only did you not have your prototypical SEC starting rotation for the weekend, you also had a defense uh, that – you know, was not very good, not up to LSU standards. It's typically in the top three or four defensive squads in the SEC, and they didn't sniff that this year. In fact, they spent most of the year dead last. Um, so, yes, you were, you were right. There, you just look at it. Mikhail Hilliard, an incredible young man who probably was best suited in a perfect world as a Sunday starter yep. with a change of speed, uh, you know, suddenly as your Friday night guy or your opening game guy. Um, and then the rest was patched together. I mean, there wasn't a starter that you could recount, that you could count on to give you six, seven innings. That just wasn't there. It was more of give us three to four strong innings, we'll go to the bullpen, uh, and we'll use five to six guys to try to pull off a victory. Um, that is not the way LSU has done it, uh, and it's not the way Jay Johnson has done it. It was kind of the hand uh, that he was dealt, and, uh, again, I thought he and and Coach Kelly did a tremendous job of, of finding the right guy, making the right moves at the right time in a particular game um, that allowed them either when they trailed to keep it close so maybe Dylan Cruz and Jacob Berry could swing the bat and, and win the game uh, or, or just try to keep a team at bay. Um, so I think that's, that's why you're going to see a focus not only from uh, incoming freshmen over the next couple of years, and there's a number on there in the class of this season, depending on what happens in the draft, uh, plus going to the, the transfer portal to find those SEC starters. You know, Chris, I'll, I'll end with this. You know, at, at Florida, obviously Sully's been here a long time, but you have a new football coach, you have a new men's basketball coach. At LSU, new football coach, new men's basketball coach, new <laughs> new baseball coach. Uh, you're getting to know these guys on the fly, right? Yeah, we're all they're all getting to introduce each other. We're yeah, name tag a lot here on campus because <laughs> uh, that goes to to the volleyball coach. I mean, you can yeah. go uh, around the horn. There's a lot of new coaches here, um, but you know, a lot of people have for good reason a lot of confidence in, in Scott Woodward, our, our athletic director, and uh, you know, he 
does his job. Always, I imagine, has a short list, keeps an eye very, very well tapped into what's happening, not just in the SEC, but from coast to coast when it comes to college sports. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people are, are optimistic with, with Brian Kelly coming in. Um, you know, he said it himself. He felt like his success at Notre Dame, uh, he can take that process the way they do things, and then apply it to a different type of student-athlete that they will have at his disposal at LSU. Uh, Jay Johnson said it's one of the only jobs, one of the few jobs in the country he would have left the great situation he had at Arizona to come to LSU based on what Skip Bertman and Paul Maneri have done and have done for years. So, um, And then Coach McMahon, I think you know what he did at Murray State, the thing that stands out to me is, People I know who worked with him at Murray and at Appalachian State all said nothing about his basketball. They talked about what a great human being he was and how he's an inspiring character uh, and how he gets people to buy in and pull the same end of the rope. So, you know, I think for those three hires, uh, you have to be optimistic. And, uh, but as you well know, just like in Gainesville, uh, eventually it all comes down to wins and losses. Oh, yeah. And uh, the, honey, the honeymoon doesn't last very long. No, it does not. And that honeymoon is getting shorter and shorter, it seems, uh, as we go along here. Chris, always a pleasure to have you. I appreciate your time. Enjoy a little time off. And before you know it, football will start up. But always appreciate your time. Thank you. No, thanks for having me on. Talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Chris. Have a great summer. Yep, same to you. Thank you. Chris Blair, play-by-play voice of the LSU Tigers, 1244. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We'll open the phone lines back up for you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jensen Young. The Tampa Bay Rays face off against the Milwaukee Brewers in a two-game set starting tonight. The Brewers currently lead the NL Central, while the Rays sit 13 games behind the Yankees in the AL East. Tune in right here at 6.30 for coverage of the game. D1 Baseball has released its final rankings for the 2022 season. The Gators finished the season at rank 21. Florida is one of seven SEC schools who finished in the top 25. The Gator football team has landed the 24th ranked cornerback in the 2023 class in Sharif Denson. The four-star Jacksonville native announced his commitment on a video on Twitter on Monday evening. Denson cited his relationship with defensive coordinator Patrick Tony as a key reason for his commitment to the Gators. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jensen Young. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. 
Members of Children's Miracle Network hospitals treat more than 10 million children each year. Your local member hospital ensures that every child receives the best possible care. Show your support at cmnhospitals.org because kids can't wait. Visit cmnhospitals.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. It only took a couple of minutes, and it was a painless test. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health. It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss. And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to FloridaNewbornScreening.com to learn more. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy. And I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry. And if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Coming up at 4, it's the Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. You know, back to the uh, ACC, voting the scrap divisions. It's the fifth conference to do it. Fifth. Big 12 hasn't had it for a long time. The American, the Pac-12, the Mountain West. So, and look, when you do this, some rivalries go away. They're going to keep some of them, but the longest-running uninterrupted rivalry, which has been uh, NC State and Wake Forest, it's been played every year since 1910, I think goes away. So, happens sometimes. Let's go back to the phones. That's where Lewis is. Lewis, hello. Hey, it's Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question today is, uh, did I make, if I make no mistake, didn't Florida uh, track team win this year uh, the national championship? Yes. Or three, the conference? They won three of four national championships. You know, my question is, I, I never hear much about this guy getting paid well is he is his saturday salary ball up there with some of these other sports like football no. basketball no wow and he, he's yet winning 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 um ever since i've known him he's had quite a few teams that have won ballpark figure what this guy gets paid do you know do not know do not know. Okay. Do well, not know. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. He, I, I'm sure lots of people would want him on their staff. I'm hoping Florida pays him well. I hear you all talk about the NIL. 
hell, this guy needs to get some NIL. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Well, For sure. I mean, I, I would imagine this, Lewis, that he he must be happy because he's been here a long time and obviously you know his, the results speak for themselves i i had mouse on right after they won um you know the outdoor and you know seems happy so i i would imagine you know he's being and i don't know what his contract says i'm sure he's got it where you know like most coaches do if you win you get a bump you so i mean he I, I, I've not heard him either A, not happy, or B, him being underpaid. Because, look, no disrespect meant you're not going to pay a track coach what a football coach makes. You're just not. That, that's just They're apples and oranges. But does it mean yeah. that he could be one of the more highly paid <clears throat> track coaches? That's certainly a possibility, yes. Yeah, I'm just hoping he can, he, he's making enough to, to buy groceries. Oh, I think he's making enough for that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Because every time I look up, he's winning. No doubt. Yeah. So, all right. That was my question. Okay. Lewis, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Daryl's three, in case you're just tuning in, I said uh, exclude Emmett Smith. Who are your top three Gators in terms of NFL production at running back? He says Eric Rett, Neil Anderson, and Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor, I think is a borderline Hall of Famer. I could make a case for Fred Taylor as a Hall of Famer. Don't forget, tomorrow we have no show. And the reason we don't, Major League Baseball, the Rays and the Brewers. So get your calls, get your stuff in today. Want to hear from you, 392-8255. And again, you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. You know, you look at what the ACC is doing with the formatics of what they are doing. Here's Florida State's permanent rivals. Clemson, Miami, and Syracuse. Two pretty good, you know, two toughies. Um, Miami's rivals, FSU, Louisville, Boston College. Yeah. Okay. And look. This certainly changes because, you know, programs change. But the way it is now, Pitt would have a pretty easy slate. Its permanent rivals, Boston College, Syracuse, Virginia Tech. According to ESPN, they've combined to win just 38% of their Power 5 games during the playoff era. Georgia Tech would have the toughest with their permanents being Clemson, Louisville and Wake, who've combined to win 60% uh, in the playoff era. And that's the dilemma that you're going to have when you come up with this, because, again, the SEC is still figuring out what they want to do, um, because you're, you're probably going to lose uh, a rivalry or two. That, that, that's pretty much... Uh, gonna happen, you would think. Uh, all right, at uh, top of the one o'clock hour, the voice of Vanderbilt baseball, Andrew Allegretta, will join us, and we hope to be talking to Gator basketball player Alex Fudge near the end <clears throat> of the uh, one o'clock hour. That's what's on the docket today. We're gonna continue 
later in the week, looking at uh, SEC baseball programs. And we're also going to be talking with a Gator great, Eddie Shannon. Remember Fast Eddie, Gator basketball player? He's now coaching at South Carolina in basketball. He is scheduled to join us uh, on Thursday. Looking forward to talking to him. It's been a while since I've talked to Eddie Shannon. Um, and he'll tell you about his journey to South Carolina. So that should be uh, pretty good indeed. Uh, all right, let me get to a couple of emails here to uh, end the hour. Um, Bill says, uh, I haven't heard much about what Texas has done since Arch Manning's decision. Has it helped them? Has it helped them? Yeah, it's helped them. See, that is what Gator fans are hoping, and actually any school, that you're going to get a recruit like that who other guys are going to follow. Well, they just got a commitment uh, from a he's a defensive back or a safety. Um, and, you know, he chose Texas over the likes of Alabama, Clemson, etc. Um, seven players have now joined Texas in the 2023 class since Arch Manning committed. Think of that. Seven of them. Seven of them. So that's the pull that a player like that can have for a school. Speaks for itself, doesn't it? I mean, it's follow me. Follow me. Now, I don't know how I do not know about what Arch Manning is doing in terms of Twitter, but it's obvious that got noticed and players are going there. BB says, Fred Neal and John L. are mine, but Rick Casarius gets some props too, as Bill had said. As Lee would say, not so fast, my friend. Yesterday you mentioned none of your callers and emailers saw the NIL problems to this extent coming, but I and possibly others did. I'm not saying, B.B., that you didn't see problems, but I, I use the words specifically to this extent. Um, I just don't know that people saw that. says it seemed obvious to me NIL would be a mess, considering every state's autonomous control, the NCAA's lack of it, the fanatical money available, the ineffectiveness and division already exhibited in Congress over other matters and more complicated factors too long to go into here. Well, yeah, this is what this is wrought. That's just how this is. And will it get better? Probably not in the short term. I just don't see that happening. Final email of the hour uh, belongs to Rob. Um, he says, Steve, I'm going to ask you something you may not want to answer. Where do you think Florida ends up in football recruiting in the 23 class? You're right, I don't want to answer. I, I just... I don't follow recruiting day to day to day like others do. 
I know some of the targets Florida has. That's why I have Blake Alderman come on here from 24-7 Sports because that's what he does every day. But it's just it's hard. It, I mean, did anybody at Texas before Arch Manning got there, would you have said, you know, they'd be where they are? No. Sometimes it takes just one person to come on board and change it. So, I mean, Florida is slowly moving up. We'll see if that continues. Hour 2 of Sports Scene coming up. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Go back and join us for Hour 2. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you suffer joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments, pain meds and steroids, and then surgery, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell with great news. There's a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Listen, steroid shots are toxic to your joints, pain meds are addictive, and nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are out. New ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you the quality of life you deserve. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real, live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Summer is here. It's only June and we have record high temperatures. Ever wish your shorts or pants had air conditioning? You could cut or poke holes in your clothes, but that would take days. Lucky for you, Link Sole has you covered. Link Sole has taken its most technical fabric designed to be moisture wicking and quick drying and added precision holes cut from lasers to maximize airflow for added comfort. Get Link Sole's Boardwalker AC collection keeping you cool wherever you go at linksoul.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Alex is producing it. Hope you enjoyed the LSU play-by-play voice, Chris Blair. Uh, And now... Uh, we're going to get Andrew Allegretta uh, on the phone with us. He is the baseball play-by-play voice of the Vanderbilt Commodores. You know, when you are um, a, a program like Florida, go ahead and call, um, a program like Florida, uh, LSU, Arkansas, I mean, the fan base expects you uh, to do well. And I don't know if this was a down year for Vanderbilt, um, but 
they did have, and by the way, somebody asked this question in an email, the deadline uh, to go into the portal is July 1, okay, just so you know. Um, you can enter the transfer portal and still be immediately eligible at your new school. So that's that. All right, let's bring Andrew in. Uh, he'll talk a little Vanderbilt baseball and where the Commodores are going to stand here in the offseason. Andrew, always a pleasure to have you. Thanks for doing this. How's it going? It's going well. Good to have you. Um, you know, I, it's funny. I just mentioned this. You know, when you're a Florida, an LSU, just about any school in the SEC, I mean, if you don't make Omaha sometimes, oh, it's a disappointing season. As you look at Vanderbilt's year this year, Andrew, how would you categorize it if you had to you know, summarize it? Well, there certainly was a lot of really good moments for this team. I can think going to Arkansas and taking two out of three, of course, that's a team that made it to Omaha. Uh, Vanderbilt took down Old Miss in the playing game of the SEC tournaments. Uh, they just got off to a slow start in conference play, and ultimately that was too much to come back from. Uh, they're a very, very good team. There's a ton of talent on that roster. You're talking about a Spencer Jones that could be a first, second, or third round draft pick who looks like a professional baseball player to me. Uh, there's a star in the making in Carter Holton, and there's probably a star next year in Enrique Bradfield Jr. There's a lot of talent. It was just too much inconsistency uh, throughout the course of the season. And look, it's it's a really deep uh, conference. Uh, Florida came here. They lost two out of three. Vanderbilt had a chance to win the third and final game until there was a bomb in the 10th inning to take the Sunday game. Um, so it's, I don't know. I think, like you said, you don't make it to Omaha, and it feels like something is missing. And I do believe Coach Corbin and the coaching staff sort of feel that way because they're super driven. Um, but Coach Corbin just finished up his 20th season at Vanderbilt, and he's a legend here, and he's been to Omaha five times. So that's that's sort of what I keep in the back of my brain is Omaha uh, by no means is, you know, a right for really anybody. That's right. Um, and, and you certainly – cherish those moments when you get to go and don't forget right like i think this was always in the back of my brain too throughout the course of the season is last year the team had kamar rocker and jack Leiter, two generational talents in college baseball they didn't have those talents this year i mean that's the difference that those type of players can make so i still think they had a very very good season uh, i think if i had to kind of pick one thing that i wish could have flipped it was probably the last weekend against lsu I think if you take two out of three, you get to host a regional instead of being sent to Corvallis, Oregon, and certainly things could be different from there. Uh, let's talk about the portal. Uh, several players are in it. Any surprises with the players, Andrew, that went into the portal? You know, I'm cautious to say yes or no because as much as I know the team, I'm not necessarily in those conversations with those guys. I think based on some playing time, um, not necessarily, right? So we've seen both Christian Little and Carter Young, the two biggest names for Vanderbilt, head into the portal. Uh, I think Christian is a really good kid and a super talented kid. Um, he came here as a very young player at 17, and I think there's been a learning curve for him, and that's led to a couple of times being kept off of road trips. Specifically, he was held off of the South Carolina road trip um, for having nothing to do with injuries. And then Carter Young is a great talent, tremendous gloves, uh, has a ton of tools, uh, but his inconsistent play this year 
forced Coach Corbin's hand to take him out a little bit, take a breather, get a reset, all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, um, it's the way college baseball goes. It's the way that college athletics goes at this point in time. I don't think any of it was malicious. I think I think Coach Corbin has built this wonderful environment, and you're just you're you're trying to be you're trying to be a fit within it. Uh, and I don't think there was any malintent anywhere. I don't think anybody was run off. I don't think there was anything negative. It's just sometimes you sit back and you evaluate whether or not things are a fit at this moment, or if you could try to find a better fit somewhere else. And obviously, those two people felt like they could find fits uh, elsewhere. Has anybody come into the program via the portal? Have not. Uh, to my knowledge, right? Again, this is just my knowledge sitting here on, a, I guess it's a Tuesday uh, in June. Uh, that doesn't mean that it couldn't change. That doesn't mean they're not working on stuff behind the scenes. I don't know. Uh, it's not typically Coach Corbin's methodology. I think he likes uh, to see things through with the guys on his roster. Um, there's a level of loyalty there. There's a level of belief in their recruiting process and their player development process. And, and, this isn't lip service. Um, I think Vanderbilt's by its very nature, and I think you guys would probably agree with this across all sports, um, has to be a player development type program. It's just not the same line of thinking that an LSU or an Alabama or I suppose a Florida might take. Um, we just have to be a player development program. And, and the calling card for Coach Corbin, not just now, uh, but forever has been player development. It's guys like Sonny Gray coming out of Smyrna, Tennessee, and becoming an MLB star. Uh, it's getting a David Price to stay at home and developing him and turning him into a star. A Dancy Swanson was offered only by Troy uh, for the longest time, while Vanderbilt found him, developed him, and turned him into a first overall draft pick. So I, I think he believes in the player development process. That doesn't mean they won't bring some people in, uh, but it typically is not the way Coach Corbin thinks. Yeah, and I think, uh, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, Coach has never really gone the portal route. He, As you said, he believes in what his system is. And I would imagine, you know, getting into Vanderbilt isn't easy, so that might limit, you know, who can come in in the portal. And then he's got a lot of signees, a lot of returning guys. So, there, I mean, from a roster standpoint, there might not be a lot of room for portals or for transfer portal kids. Is that a fair assessment? So I'll speak broadly because I don't know the specifics of it. Um, I've not sat down with academic people. Um, and I've, I've worked at two very high-achieving academic schools, Tulane and Vanderbilt. Yep. The basic thesis um, that I'm aware of with both of them is, for whatever reason, it's a little bit harder to get transfers into Vanderbilt, and it's a little bit easier to get transfers into Tulane, and it's vice versa for high school kids. Like It's really hard with the way that the academic structure is set up to Tulane to get certain people into school. Uh, not that it's easy to get into Vanderbilt. It's, they just feel like they can do more with incoming high school freshmen at Vanderbilt than they can with transfers. That's just, that's broadly speaking. Um, also keep in mind that the roster limits are changing, right? We're coming off of the couple of COVID seasons where the roster is ballooned to like 41, 42, mm -hmm. and everybody's going to have to start getting down to closer to 35. Um, so that limits the ability to just bring in a bunch of people. And there, there still is – you guys have been around Vanderbilt long enough, right? We didn't talk about this year guys like Matt Polk, who is a freshman on the roster, who I think is going to be a really good hitter. Uh, Jonathan Vastine looks like a really solid player for Vanderbilt down the road. 
Rob Gordon got some run as an infielder. There, there's all of these people that Coach Corbin sits back and says, I've got talented people that I believe I can develop on my roster now. Uh, that doesn't mean we want people to leave via the portal. That's not what we're looking for um, necessarily, but we're not just going to throw a bunch of people on the roster. There's roster management that has to go into this. So, yes, like broadly speaking, your point about transfers with Vanderbilt's roster numbers, all of that stuff is very much in play right now. Final question. You, you know, Tim, I mean, not that every coach doesn't do things their own way, Andrew. We all know that they do. But you kind of alluded to it. He has a formula, if you want to use that word, that he really believes in. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, you know, so I'm relatively, I'm relatively new, and I'm sure you guys have spoken with Joe Fisher and the likes yep. over the past number of years. Um, but I think one of the things that struck me, and this is – like, this is no surprise for someone that's been to Omaha five times and won two national championships. But just observing Coach Corbin for the better part of a year, his decision-making process, his practice filling out a lineup card, is like he's got a true belief in his baseball instincts. Now, he doesn't believe that he's right 100% of the time, and he doesn't even necessarily say, oh, I know I'm right when I make this decision. Uh, but if you sit back and watch him make decisions – and then evaluate later. Evaluate it later. He he tends he tends to be right, which is which is not, which is not a shock for someone that's won two national championships. And you know, Sully down in Florida certainly has worked with him, so he understands the way that that guy's brain works. Like he he just he tends to have that sort of feel. Again, it doesn't make him right a hundred percent of the time, but he's got really good feel for his guys and his programs. And over the course of twenty years, it's worked out. So yeah, he evolves with the times. We we've added the you know the pitching i don't know whatever the, the wristband the guys wore whatever the technical ncaa term is for calling pitches this season and you know we've got a turf mound which a lot of people don't do and you know he's evolved with the times but boy does he trust his instincts and i think you sit back and me just watching for a year it's like uh, he's uh, corbs is going to hit on 75 percent of his instinctual decisions okay. and that's a that's a heck of a number yeah it is no doubt about it andrew appreciate your time uh talking vandy thank you Enjoy a little time off, and uh, we'll we'll get cranked up here in a couple of months. Thanks for your time. Yes, sir. Best of luck with football season. Okay, same to you. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew Allegretta, uh, the play-by-play voice of the Vanderbilt Commodore baseball team. Uh, what's interesting to me uh, about the way that, that, that Corbin does it, he's probably the coach in the league that relies – uh, the least on transfers. They, he, and and that's kind of the Sully model too. I mean, Sully has gone out, and I think he understands the portal, but he's not going to build his team around it, right? But he'll, you know, pick and choose like a Ryapel, you know, a, a guy from Coastal Carolina again, um, you know, got a guy from Mercer. So I mean, he's gonna he's gonna pick and choose what he has, but he's not gonna build his team around it. This was an interesting number that the Tennessean came up with about Corbin. And this was uh as of maybe, I don't know, a week ago. Um so the numbers may have changed, but I want you to listen to this. He had 10 guys on the team in the portal. 
okay, from his team that went in there. Because of who he signed and all of that, according to the Tennessean, there were 32 potential returners and 18 signees. So they would have to lose 16 of those people to the draft, transfer or decommitting to have any roster space for transfers. Think of that. That's a big number. So he believes in, you know, and then they've seen 65% of their top 100 recruits come to campus over the past five years because of their draft record. And, again, by Vanderbilt standards, you know, there's some Gator fans that think this was a down year for Gator baseball because, you know, two years in a row now, Florida's hosted a regional, hadn't gotten out of it. So, yeah. 115, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Open the phone lines for you, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jensen Young. The Tampa Bay Rays face off against the Milwaukee Brewers in a two-game set starting tonight. The Brewers currently lead the NL Central, while the Rays sit 13 games behind the Yankees in the AL East. Tune in right here at 6.30 for coverage of the game. D1 Baseball has released its final rankings for the 2022 season. The Gators finish the season at rank 21. Florida is one of seven SEC schools who finished in the top 25. The Gator football team has landed the 24th-ranked cornerback in the 2023 class in Sharif Denson. The four-star Jacksonville native announced his commitment on a video on Twitter on Monday evening. Denson cited his relationship with defensive coordinator Patrick Tony as a key reason for his commitment to the Gators. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jensen Young. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Folks, if you have a home to sell, you're probably curious about how much money your home would sell for in this really hot seller's market. Well, the fact is home values are at historic highs. But the challenge is you're probably concerned with the things you can't control, like low inventory, rising interest rates. So those are, those are potential stumbling blocks. But there's good news. I recommend and only recommend my friend Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty because he can help you with all of this. He's got programs and solutions to help you in any situation. Written guarantees, thousands of buyers. What's that do? It creates higher demand and multiple offers. If you need to sell your home and stay in your home until you find your next one, he can help you sell stress-free. Your next step, call Scott Caldwell to find out more. That number, 352-209-0000. That's 352 352- Two zero nine zero 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 zero, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Right now at International Diamond Center, you can get that Rolex watch you've always dreamed of and spread your payments over five years with zero interest. That's right. Now for a limited time, IDC's incredible five-year zero interest plan is available on over 800 luxury pre-owned Rolex watches. Luxury timepieces have never been so affordable. IDC's buyers have scoured the country, buying up only the best of the best pre-owned Rolexes, the ones you can't find anywhere else. Daytonas, Batmans, Pepsis, Datejust, Submariners, each one carefully and 
inspected and in pristine condition. If you've been trying to find a Rolex, you know what a challenge it is. But IDC has the model you want in stock now at a very competitive price. And now through June 30th, you can pick out the Rolex you've always wanted. And we'll make it more affordable than ever with special five years zero interest financing. Hurry in for the best selection. We've got hundreds of Rolex watches for both men and women. Don't miss this opportunity to get the Rolex you deserve only at International Diamond Center. On approved credit, some restrictions apply. See store for details or shop IDC.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Did you know the brain develops until you're 25? That means any drugs or alcohol you put into your body affect the way your brain develops. You need your brain for everything you do. Each time teens use drugs or alcohol increases the risk of damage to their brain and body, even death. You have the power to protect your brain. Use the facts about drugs and alcohol to make your future the best it can be. Check out thefactsyourfuture.org. Your future depends on it. Your lawn isn't just a weekend chore. It's where you raise your kids. Enjoy barbecues with friends and family. It's your oasis. So come stop by Florida Coast Equipment, your local Kubota dealer. Whether you need a Kubota zero-turn mower or Kubota tractor, we've got you covered. Our hardworking team at Florida Coast are people you can trust, providing the Kubota equipment you can depend on. Visit us today at Florida Coast Equipment or online at floridacoasteq.com. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I know I've asked this before, but again, we are in this mode of being in the time of the year we're in. You heard the news. If you haven't, I will repeat it. The ACC in football has decided to get rid of divisions. So how would you do it if you were Greg Sankey? Tell me how you would make that happen in the SEC. Uh, Jim, for his running backs in the NFL that were Gators, that were the three best, John L. Williams, Neil Anderson, James Jones. James Jones played a lot of years in the NFL in the 80s. It's funny. Yeah, I, I got Alex and Christina, and they're going like, who the hell is that? Like I, and I get it. I mean, I get it. Because like, even Rick, now, Rick, because, you know, I, I'm a history guy, and I follow sports, so I knew who he was. But you really have to know Gator Athletics if you're going with, you know, Rick Caceres. But he was a good player in the NFL. John says... Uh, in his opinion, softball, it seems to me the teams who win the championship almost always have a pitcher throwing 68 to 72. UF hasn't had that type of pitcher for quite some time. We've had girls throwing 64 to 66 with good movement, but not the power pitcher. It seems there's a huge difference between throwing 64-65 and 68-70. You can miss your spot when you throw 70, but you must be exact when you throw 65. Uh, your thoughts. John, I think that's too simplistic. Um, I, don't, I don't have 
um, Oklahoma's pitching numbers in front of me. But as I'm talking, I'm going to try to do this. Okay? Maybe Alex can do me this favor. Alex, look at Oklahoma's website for me. Okay? And find out what their team earn run average was. Okay? And how many strikeouts their pitchers had. Okay? So what I'm going to do for you is look up Florida and we'll compare. Okay? I mean, obviously, Oklahoma was really, really good. I mean, you tip your cap, right? But let's do softball. Okay? Gator softball. I'll have Alex announce what he finds out otherwise. But statistically, with Gator softball, um, pitching-wise, Florida has a team ERA 2.39 to end the year, okay, with uh, 379 strikeouts. One of the problems Florida had was not in miles per hour, it was the walks. They allowed 223, which is, in my opinion, uncharacteristically high. So, John, let's have that, right? 2.39 for Florida and 379 strikeouts. All right? Alex, you got that yet? All right. I'll, I'll try to look it up. Uh, once again. 2.39 ERA with 379 strikeouts. Now, let's see if we can get Oklahoma here real quick. Point I'm trying to make here. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll look it up, I hope. I'm looking it up now. Um, so, I mean, does a power pitcher help you? Of course it does. Because if you don't put the ball in play and you can get an out, that is certainly going to help your cause. All right, here's softball, okay? And I hope I can get this, the stats here. Uh, let's see here. I don't see them. Hmm. I don't see a place for – I see roster – this is interesting. Do you see? I don't see the s- stats. Yeah. Well, I got I got that, but I don't see the stats as I do this live here, um, live radio, ladies and gentlemen. It's wonderful. Um, but no, I don't. I don't see it. And I'm maybe just missing it, but I don't see it. So I can't give you that. Um, and I must be missing something, but I just don't see it. Maybe if somebody can look it up past, because I'm doing this live and trying to do three different things at once, um, you know, but I don't, I see roster, coaches, recruits, facts, game notes. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Hmm, interesting. Um, all right. Okay, we'll take calls instead, I hope. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, s russell at wruf.com. But John, I see your point. But again, 
just like in Major League Baseball, right? You can have guys that strike out 12, 13 hitters a game, but you also um, have a lot of home runs. So just one of those things, John. All right, let's get uh, Kevin here. Um, he's got a good question. Uh, or did, uh, he says his three for uh, running backs, pretty much the same. Fred Taylor, Neil Anderson, and John Elwood. Those are the three I think have gotten the most votes. And again, we're not including Emmett Smith in this because he's the, he's the goat uh, of that, no doubt. But let me ask this now, okay? Who would your next three be? We'll end the hour that way. If we assume that John L. Williams, Neil Anderson, Fred Taylor, who would be your next couple? Who would be honorable mention? I think Eric Rett would be for me. I think James Jones would be for me. So, anyway, we'll uh, get your thoughts on that. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. June is the month to make your pet green. Plastic isn't just harmful to the environment, but it can be harmful to your pets too. Don't buy dog and cat toys made out of plastic. Instead, look for toys made with natural materials like cotton, rope, wood, or bamboo. Even better, make toys out of old t-shirts, socks, or towels. Your dog or cat will love your upcycled toy just as much. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it, it is a one-stop party shop. You're gonna get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I, I've become a new person since uh, all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that I've, that I've made into this. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. This Independence Day, the Boston Pops Fireworks Spectacular is back in Boston. Presented by Bloomberg and Eaton Vance. Join conductor Keith Lockhart with special appearances by Shaka Khan. Javier Colon. And Heather Headley. Watch and listen Monday, July 4th, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Bloomberg Television, Bloomberg Radio, Bloomberg.com, Bloomberg Quick Take, and the Bloomberg Business app. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sunshine and some clouds this afternoon, high temperatures climbing into the low 90s, and heat indices should get closer to the 100 degree mark. We'll have a slight chance for a couple of passing showers, they'll move from east to west across our area, and they'll be most likely closer to the nature coast. Those storms, of course, dying off around sunset. Overnight, partly cloudy skies, lows in the low 70s. Not again tomorrow with highs in the mid 90s. UF Weather Center, Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 
cringe when you said three-time league MVP and Mike Trout. I was like, huh? I associate MVPs with championships. I don't understand that baseball's way of doing things. You can be a league MVP consistently and just never win anything. I'm not going to spend my money to see Mike Trout. I'm going to spend my money to see Otani. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Our Gator coverage is so strong, we make National Geographic look like a petting zoo. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier. You're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Okay, uh, I did finally find, during the break, Oklahoma's numbers, John, and they are startling. Florida's team ERA, 2.39. Theirs was 1.05. They had 463 strikeouts. Florida had 239. So, yes, if you can strike people out and not put the ball in play, that helps. Let's bring Keith to the show. Hi, Keith. Hey, Steve. Keith Barnes, man. I just was helping you look up the stats, and that's exactly what I got as well. Yes, thank you. It's, it's funny. If you go to their web, to, to OU's website, it's you had to Google it separately to find it. It's kind of odd. Yep, that's exactly what I did, buddy. I was just trying to help you out. But I yeah, appreciate they, that. They pitched it well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. And and then, look, I'm not saying – I mean, same thing with baseball, right? If you've got a pitcher that's going to strike out – you know, 10, 12 hitters a game, that, that's four innings you don't, that you can't have any offense. So that's, that, that's going to help. Appreciate what you do, Steve. Thank Keep you, up, man. Good, good to talk to you. 392-8255. Looks like we're going to get Alex Fudge uh, transfer. Came to Florida basketball uh, maybe in about 10 minutes or so. But we would still like to hear uh, from you. Uh, and hopefully uh, you can do that. Um, you know, people forget this too. Sometimes you can be a really high draft choice and not do well in the NFL. Um, I don't care what position it is. Because remember, Florida had that backfield in the 80s with Neil Anderson and John L. Williams, and people forget about Lorenzo Hampton. He was a first-round draft choice. He just didn't have the career that the other two had. Um, and now you can go back and, you know, college is one thing, but what you do um, with uh, the NFL is certainly another. Uh, Kevin, thank you for the information. Yeah, I finally did. It was odd to find it that way, but I did. Terry says, do you think the new facility will be finished before the season starts? Yes. Um, supposed to be finished, I think, next month. Um, they're just about, they're getting set to open it. Um, and I think that's what the plan was uh, to be able to do that. But you know, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? If you'd have 
called this show a year ago or two years ago, what was the dominant conversation about what Florida needed? Oh, that new facility, it's going to get recruits here. Nobody even talks about that anymore because of what's happened with NIL. It would be interesting to me. It would really be interesting to me if somebody would have the stones to do this. They won't. But what if I'm at School X, okay, and I say, I'm going to have a good but not a great facility, right? I'm not going to have a swimming pool. I'm not going to have a barber shop. I'm not going to have a bowling alley. I'm not going to have whatever. I'm going to have a nice place to dress. You got a gamer, and put that money towards NIL. Then what? How many kids would then say, "Oh, I got to have the facility"? Money, 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 money. That's what it's about. Okay. What I'm I'm anxious if this if this trend continues, think of all the money that's been put into these facilities by schools all over the freaking place. Okay. Maybe you don't need it now. Maybe you can I'm not saying you have that you can have a terrible place. That no. But do you have to have all that stuff I was mentioning? No. But I wonder if a school will actually do that in the future. If, if, I mean, we, we don't know what the landscape of NIL is going to be in, you know, however long, but let's just assume it stays this way when more money is made available to these kids. Well, where's that money going to come from? Boosters, right? I mean, businesses, all of that. But what if the school itself just put a little less money into, you know, building whatever facility you have to build? And that is the other thing that has just completely gone off the rails, okay? If Scott Strickland were sitting here, and he has many times, I've never asked him this question. But the next time he's here, I'm going to and I'm going to have him do a homework assignment for me. I would say, Scott, before you walk in here, please give me the amount of money you have spent on facility improvements here in the last five years. Think about it, okay? $85 million football facility. Brand new baseball stadium. Upgrades to soccer, and to lacrosse. Uh, tennis has had some, I mean, just about softball had a facelift, okay? Well, that isn't a dollar and a half. That's significant money that's being put into facilities. Why? Because you have to keep up with the Joneses. But, again, if somebody has the foresight because, I mean, could you could you lose a recruit? Let, let me just, okay. Alex is a recruit 
then he goes to uh, throw a school out, LSU, and sees a really, really, really great facility, right? I'm talking football. He's got, you know, there's a barber shop, there's a pool room, there's a swimming pool, you know, whatever else there's, a, okay? But he doesn't get a lot of NIL money. He comes to Florida that has a good facility, but it doesn't have the bells and the whistles that LSU's has. But he's going to get NIL money. Come on. Come on now. If the whole idea, if the whole idea is paying these kids money, then unless you're talking about, you know, the ghetto in, in terms of a facility, okay, then what's he, what's he or she going to do? It, it's, to me, that's a no-brainer. We'll see if it transpires that way, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, where this goes. And Friday, if everything goes right, remember, not doing a show tomorrow because of uh, the Rays and the Brewers in the afternoon. Richie Leonard from Gator Football is going to be our guest. Um, and he'll be here, I believe, on Friday. And I'm just going to ask point blank, what's important to you now? What, what, what do you think is important? Because I think that's going to change. I'm not saying that you, that you can do without it. But I just wonder if you, if you make some changes. That'll be interesting. Mark emails. He says, I've uh, got a good question. He says, uh, Steve, do you think, I have two questions. Does Gator football win eight games and does Gator men's basketball make the NCAA tournament? Ooh, good question, Mark. Uh, the last I saw of Lenardi of uh, Florida was a projected tournament team in basketball, in men's basketball. And I think Florida will win eight games in football. So I would say yes and yes. Uh, all right. Alice is going to give me my next caller here. Rob's going to talk to us. Okay. Rob, hello. Steve, it's Rob from Rhode Island. Good to hear from you again. Hello, Rob. Steve, I, it's a beautiful 79 degrees here in Rhode Island, but I wanted to talk about this. I know we've been talking about NIL and also the Gators running backs today, so I just wanted to hit on those topics first. Is there any way they can do some sort of salary cap with the NIL? Because that's what I really think is needed to make sure that the Gators and any other university stays, you know, in check because these other universities like Miami, which you were speaking about yesterday, are running wild. Um, is it possible? Yes, Rob, it is. Okay. But it kind of takes away, in my opinion, the whole premise of this, right? Yeah. Because if you say, okay, uh, athlete X, you can make, let me throw a number out, up to $50,000 in NIL. Does that level the playing field? It does, because mm -hmm. then the athlete knows, you know, what the top level is. 
And if you really want to make it competitive, then <clears throat> you make that number low so that schools that don't have a ton of money can compete. But historically, that's not the way it's gone. Schools that have yeah. the most money, spend the most money, generally speaking, have better teams. No, that's fair. You know, I agree with you on the, you know, with that. But I think if they cap it, even these guys can still get endorsement deals outside the schools. But at least that will do something as far as capping the boost is to make sure that it just doesn't get out of control sure. with and, that. And that's one way you could do that. You could you could actually do it by saying just what you said. We'll cap what your NIL is, but if you want to go get a deal with, you know, Joe's submarine shop and, you know, be the spokesman for that, go ahead and do it. So but that's that's gonna be the challenge here for whatever legislation comes about. All right, quick question. So I'm a, I'm a young guy. I'm only 25. So, you know, Fred Taylor, Emmett Smith are the kind of the guys that I know for Florida. I mean, you know, Matt Jones and uh, Jeff Demps, but they didn't really have really great careers uh, in the NFL. So I, I'm kind of on Alex's wavelength. I know you brought that up at the beginning of the show, but um, so I don't really have anybody besides, you know, those guys with that. But, you know, I wanted to ask you this question. As a person that's 25, it's kind of getting into the broadcasting game. Maybe it's a little late in, in time, but, you know, with all the podcasting and YouTube and all that jazz going on, what advice would you give to someone like me that's 25, uh, you know, in the, you know, loves sports, loves all, you know, politics, sports, everything in the kitchen sink. I was like you in college. I, I, my, I minded in political science, but, you know, what advice would you give to somebody that's a young broadcaster? Because there's so many different outlets right now, and it's hard to really, I guess, find your way in that kind of realm. Well, I do that every day because that's right. part of what I do here in teaching, you know, our, our kids that are in the in the program here. Uh, the, the advice I would give, and I tell my kids this all the time, be as well-rounded as you can be because there's so many avenues you can get into now. A lot of our kids over the last five or six years are now working for pro teams. When right. I first got back here you know, with social media, that obviously was not an option. It was more, you know, radio, television, uh, whatever. Well, now, you know, several are working. One's working for the Broncos. One's working for the Houston Rockets. A couple are working for the Jags. So, you know, be as well-rounded as you can be. No video, no audio, know how to edit, and I would go there. i got to run to an interview. I appreciate your call. Yep. Thank you, Steve. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, Alex Fudge is now going to join us here, Gator basketball player. Uh, Alex, welcome. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, I'm sure Gator fans want to know this. Uh, what made you choose Florida uh, as your transfer destination? Uh, just being home. Forty-five minutes away from the crib. I mean, like, <laughs> what better can get? What better can, can you get from that? So yeah, no, no I just, doubt. Like, I coach Golden and the staff, the players as well, and I just felt like this is home. So made what, my final destination. What's your impression so far of Coach Golden and the staff? I love them. The fact that they get out there and work with us is <laughs> like the energy is there, and I and I'm a big guy on energy, so I know when they bring it, the whole team is going to bring it in. It's just. What you can work from. 
Now, if somebody's going to watch you play, Alex, what do you bring to the table? What What are some of the things fans can look forward to in seeing you play? Everything. Defensively, guard the one through five, make blocks, make great reads. I mean, like, offensively, you, it wasn't much that they seen last year, but I every, coaches know that I have untapped potential. And I felt, I felt like coming here, I could – I could be able to showcase what I can actually do. And so on offense, I feel like I can make the shot, dunk to get the crowd crowd up, making good plays, making good reads, assists, you know, stuff like that. What did you, what was the biggest transition you had from high school to playing in college? Um, I would feel like consistency and my mental. Those were the two biggest, two biggest that I had to, adapt to in college and I would think you know you got to play a little bit but you know I think a lot of people are looking at you and seeing a lot of potential Alex and what you can do um you know because you have a, a big wigs big wingspan you know at six eight uh so what are some of the things now that you're working on as you work out with the coaches and some of the other guys too um shooting shooting is one for sure because I know I want to improve my numbers from last year with shooting um Basically, decision making coming off of off ball like off ball screens or on ball screens, just like knowing what to do at certain points. Because I feel like in the game, when it comes to that time, I want to be able to make the right read, just not for me, but for my other teammates as well. And so that way, we can, you know, get the win, and then everybody happy. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody wants. No, uh, when you were a kid, did you play other sports? I played football. When when did you decide that basketball was it for you? High school, I stopped playing. I stopped playing football when I got to the ninth grade. I seen like everybody was like six five, two thirty, and I was just sitting there six foot, like one sixty, and I'm like, yeah, football not for me. I'm just stay inside. <laughs> I love it, uh, Alex. Alex Fudge, our guest here, uh, a Gator basketball player, uh, transferring in from LSU you got a little taste of the SEC Alex and a lot of people think you know much like in football you know it may be the best basketball league what were your impressions of the league I felt I felt like the best athletes come out of S, out of the SEC yeah I mean like you're going to get high flying dunks you're going to get great defense you're going to get a lot of stuff but I know that it's very competitive like not it's not one team in the SEC that doesn't want to win everybody wants to win it. they're going to come and give their best as you can see, like last season, LSU was thirteen and zero, but we had our we had our ups and downs, and we wasn't the best team, but we made it happen. We fought our way to the to the mid the midway, and so, like I said, I've I've witnessed a lot, and I know the SEC is where I wanted to be, because I know I could get better and improve there. So, you know, a lot of talk now, Alex, about NIL and all that. How important is that for you personally? Is that a big deal? Uh, in terms of, you know, what you want to do here in college? I mean, NIL has nothing to do with me. Uh, I feel like my NIL is going to come and make it to the next level. And right now I'm focused on getting better and getting to the next level. And with the NIL, I mean, it's good to know that you can have something to rely on and have for the time being that you're in college. But, I mean, my main focus is really just to get better. And I want to become a lottery pick. And so – Wow. It doesn't really put into where it's for me. So. Yeah, and if you're a lottery pick, that takes care of itself, doesn't it? 
Exactly. Don't, <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry. Last question. Um, as you work out with your new teammates, uh, obviously it takes a little while to get used to them, but how has that been so far, getting a chance to mesh with them, work out with them, and you know, be part of the team concept? Man, like I said, when Coach Golden, Coach Hartman, Coach McCray, and all of them bring the energy, the team brings the energy as well. Man. And when they don't bring the energy, we bring the energy. And I mean, like, like I said, we're high on energy. Like, we have a high motor. And with the team, we all get along. It's not no cliques or nothing like that. Everybody gets along. And we're just like one family. And I feel like with the team, we've just been able to get to know what we can and can't do, what we do and what we don't like. And I mean, like, we're, we're clicking right now, so – by the time we get to the season, I feel like it's really not going to be no, oh, I didn't know this or I didn't know that. Everybody's going to be on one 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 line. So, I feel like we've been getting together real well. Okay. Alex, a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time to do it. Look forward to seeing you in person and uh, continue to work out well. And thanks for making the time. Thanks for having me. You got it, Alex. Thank you. Alex Fudge, uh, Gator transfer from LSU. Huge wingspan for that kid, Six eight, six nine. Uh, and as he said, you know, he kind of just scratched the surface at LSU. We'll see if he gets more PT here at Florida. 151 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jensen Young. The Tampa Bay Rays face off against the Milwaukee Brewers in a two-game set starting tonight. The Brewers currently lead the NL Central, while the Rays sit 13 games behind the Yankees in the AL East. Tune in right here at 6.30 for coverage of the game. D1 Baseball has released its final rankings for the 2022 season. The Gators finished the season at rank 21. Florida is one of seven SEC schools who finished in the top 25. The Gator football team has landed the 24th ranked cornerback in the 2023 class in Sharif Denson. The four-star Jacksonville native announced his commitment on a video on Twitter on Monday evening. Denson cited his relationship with defensive coordinator Patrick Tony as a key reason for his commitment to the Gators. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jensen Young. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Pump it up this summer, literally. Underinflated tires can overheat and endanger lives. Whether you're driving across town or across Florida, make sure your tires are properly inflated, damage-free, and have adequate tread depth. The trip to your destination can be half the fun, so take your time and enjoy the ride. The Florida Highway Patrol reminds you to slow down and stay cool this summer. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Visit flhsmv.gov for more information. Wonderful product. I've lost 111 pounds using that product. 111 pounds. You could not believe the difference. I went from a size 48 pant to a 33 pant, and I've maintained that now for over almost a year now. Yeah, absolutely. Andro 400 has helped me lose 111 pounds, and I've maintained my weight for almost a year now. Thanks, James, for that inspiring testimony and 111 good reasons to choose Andro 400. The most effective and natural way to lose belly fat, increase libido, gain energy, Strength and muscle while safely boosting your testosterone levels. So guys, how many reasons do you need for trying Andro 400? Well, here are two more great reasons. Order now and get free shipping plus an additional $6 off when you use the code SAVE6. That's SAVE6. Call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435 or go to andro400.com. andro400.com. 
This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Peyton asked a good question. He says, how can schools go about using NIL if they're in a big market like Rutgers with New York City or UNLV to help their recruiting? Well, there's a couple of ways. And, and again, this is sort of out of my pay grade. But if you're really good in that market, then endorsements, commercials, those sorts of things are right there for you. Wouldn't they be? I mean, I would think, right? So if I'm really good, and that's the other thing, just because you're in the market doesn't mean you're marketable. That's, I think, I think everybody thinks, well, players here, he's, he or she's marketable. Not necessarily. Let's get to John's call. John, hi. Hey, Steve. Uh, some of the stuff you were talking about is uh, very interesting on the NIL. And here's, I think there's going to be a story to follow. Is it, Let's say you're an average 10000 a year giver to a school. Okay, you give the, the, the booster club 10000 a year. Well, now you start giving 10000 a year to some group that pays players. Are you going to turn around and send another ten thousand to the school, and so now you're paying twenty thousand, or are you going to skip sending the school any money? Well, I think you would, depending on the legislation, John, and what it allows or doesn't allow. Okay, you can kind of do that now, right? Because you've got these two entities that Florida has, where you can pay to be part of that and donate to that, and you can also be a, quote, booster as well, as I understand it. But will the booster portion get reduced because you can't afford to pay both, but you'd rather pay players because you want instant gratification? Um, Maybe. Maybe, but I don't know that... In other words, if I'm if I'm paying money to the collective or I'm paying money to something like that, do I necessarily know that my money is going to John only? I, I don't know what that's what that would be. Yeah, but you know it's going towards the next recruiting class, if you sure, will. Sure. But then your decision is, okay, well, I just paid the 10000 I normally give to the school. I can't afford to send another 10000 so they can upgrade the women's basketball court. So I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to pay for players, and that's it. Well, I just see a reduction in what people send to schools, which then reiterates your point on what are the, what are the school's amenities going to start looking like. I, I I just see a different angle on what you were just talking about. Yeah, I see your point, but I think that's where Gator Boosters, you know, that's where that group, which is still there, is going to have to do its diligence to say, look, 
it's it's nice to pay the players, but we've got to keep up with the Joneses too. So you know we need your booster money to help with you know bricks and mortar as well. Yeah, I agree. I'm in a bad zone. Thanks, Steve. Take care, bud. Okay, thank you. Um, don't forget, no show tomorrow. We'll have the Rays and the Brewers in afternoon baseball. And today, want to thank uh, Alex Fudge, Gator basketball player. Also, Andrew Allegretta, the Vanderbilt baseball play-by-play man, and uh, Chris Blair does the same thing for LSU. We thank you for calling. We thank you for listening and making us part of your day. Uh, It is always appreciated when you do that. Thanks to Alex for producing, and uh, Christina's learning how to do it. So thanks to both of them, and uh, we will see you again here on Thursday. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.